the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. Well, I'm here. I, I want to say that you were right and I was wrong, and that's a rare statement. Oh, it's really rare. Super now right. I know how I'm going to open Friday's podcast. Yes, you, that, Bruce sure. was right because you're the one who said the Big Ten wouldn't play weeks ago. Yeah. and Right on, Bruce. I was right. whoop dee doop dee doo I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. I'd it's, never it's like uh, when, uh, preferred to be more wrong. No, that, but it's just like when those, back when we had college sports, when uh, they would do those halftime shots. Yeah. For a free scholarship or whatever. Yeah, or uh, throw a football. Once in a while, went in. And once in a while. <laughs> one of your shots went in. Usually when they did it like a basketball, not throw it like a football. They you, should have yeah. always made the rule that you would have had to have thrown it like a football <laughs> if I'd have been in charge. But I'm Of not. course. So that's how it goes. Welcome, everybody, to a Friday edition of the We Tackle Life podcast. Bruce Hooley, Chris Spielman with you. We have uh, good news in the aftermath of the Big Ten canceling football. We do? Football. Yeah, we're going to have high school football. I'm 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 not putting words in the governor's mouth. I'm just listening to the words coming out of the governor's mouth. Well, he, it mouth. certainly seemed like he was leaning to he that. He can't be cruel enough and dumb enough politically to have said what he said yesterday and then come back Tuesday and say, oh, sorry, no high school sports. That's really cruel if he does. He basically knows what he's going to say. They're just buttoning up the final details with Lieutenant Governor John Husted. When you say... You know, there are going to be some people mad at us because we're not going to let everybody go, but parents will go and the people special to the kids are going to be able to go. That's confirmation. He's right. going to at least let high school sports start in the contact sports, football, field, hockey, soccer. Yeah, well, good. Good for you. Good for Katie. Yeah, good for Katie. Good for me. Good for all the all parents. The, all the high school kids. Good Just, for all the kids who get the chance to, like, exercise and bond and yeah. all those things we've talked about being – indispensable and irreplaceable in extracurricular and, you know, activities. And, and the, the whole thing is, right, is you get COVID playing soccer, you get COVID not playing yes, soccer. You do. Might as well play. Yes, you do. And, and give it a shot. And uh, I want to, I think John Husted, I don't know this for sure, Lieutenant Governor John Husted has been really pushing for this hard and working hard. Because he's been, that's been his public stance. He's, he's been, been a, pushing yeah, for it big time. He's been a, a value to, to uh, parents and and kids and pushing for sports to go forward. You know, it's interesting to me. I learned a lot this week. Past two days, I've learned a lot. Mm -hmm. Learned a lot of an innocuous statement that you think you make and the passion that people have yeah. for said statement. And Lack it's just, of civility that they have. Well, I... I, I had a message from God. I'm, I'm, I'm being... Oh, great. Can't wait to hear about it. I had a, I mean, a, a really... I know, I know you're serious. One of those God moments yeah. where it was completely made clear to me yeah. on what to do. And, and you know, people might think... Some people think, oh, that's crazy. God doesn't talk to you directly. Well, no, because they don't there, have a relationship. But there's something that moved me and yeah. what, what happened. And we'll get into that. Mm -hmm. But just, the, I think, the high school sports thing... Uh, Columbus City Schools, of course, canceled all that. Which... Now, if you're a kid out in the country and you get out in the open spaces and stuff, you get to play sports. But if you're a kid trapped in the inner city, you don't need to go and be bonded I, I to would, your friends I, I hope, and all that and have just, healthy activities to get into. Just go hang out on a street corner. That'll be great for you. I just hope that the Columbus City Schools reconsider and, and look at the damage that could be done if you don't play. It's not just COVID. There's other things where it has the kids' best interest in mind. Why are we not seeing that? Then you say 
there's risk and there's risk, right? Yeah. There's nothing we can do as a society, as a school system, as a city. There's nothing we can do to mitigate risk to a certain point. There's yeah. nothing you can do. So when you evaluate, if, if I were in charge, if I were king for a day, yep. I would evaluate, okay, there is risk that these kids could get COVID. There's mm-hmm. absolutely that. Lay it out but, there. Let everybody know it. And But there's also this risk. Now, I would make the decision, <coughs> what's the greater chance of more people getting harmed? Yeah, harmed is the key word. COVID or drugs or suicide or idle time. And this is not just Columbus City Schools. It's any depression school yeah, yeah. district. Yeah. Any school district. Yeah. I mean, it's just- Financially wealthy school districts, financially poor school districts, any school districts. The risk of not being there, of not having structure, of not having the support of teammates, of not getting life lessons from teams. I know you, you're going to do an article on, uh, hopefully you're going to talk to some coaches from the Columbus City yeah. School. Yeah, tried to reach Coach Valentine from Linden yesterday. This is a, I'm, I'm not in heavily involved at Linden. I'm barely involved at Linden. I've spoken at Linden. But, but there's an investment that there's you an have investment. for I have you. A, I have a really good friend, Andy, whose church in New Albany is heavily involved at Linden. They go to Linden once a week. They provide a meal. They provide a you know a, a social outlet for the kids. Uh, all sports, not just football. Uh, but the story of Linden football is um, one that is I, I I just think it's the personification of what you should do with your faith. It's people who are you know uh, out in the suburbs don't have to go in don't have to sacrifice their time go into the inner city show these kids they love them provide a meal there's an but obligation also, to go in they my are, opinion yeah there is but i mean but 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 a lot of people don't do it you know a lot of people don't do that so they held a golf outing a couple saturdays ago they raised $22,000 for the Linden High School football program Linden operates with equipment that's 20 years old that's crazy. their coach said 20 years old i didn't know that or i, I would have gotten involved they have 14 kids on a team at practice most 14 15 kids at practice most days yeah i know that feeling from uh, my yeah, from your volunteering at a middle school yeah so i mean it's <laughs> you give kids structure you give them discipline you show them you care about them you uh, kids who don't have extracurricular activities, you're not in school, The nutrition, their nutrition is going to suffer. Everything about kids in the inner city is, is, is helped by, this, by the in-school experience. And it's heartbreaking to me to hear that they're not going to have classes in person and that no. they're not going to have extracurricular activities. Heartbreaking. Here's and I thing. just think that it's just it's the safest route. I get it. It's the safest route. Here's just, no, here's, it's, it's only the safest route via From litigation. COVID. Yeah, from litigation but, it's but, the safest but, route. But we don't know that to be true because... No, we don't. You're our, right. That, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to submit to you that it's the safest route because if every kid, regardless of where they was left on their own, are you going to, and parents are working, are you going to tell me that they're going to sit there for eight hours in front of a computer, even if they have computers, and they're not going to uh, go and hang out with their friends, go hang out at other people's houses, indoors, play video games, get on Snapchat, go to a mall, go to a restaurant. They're not going to do that. Yeah, they are. Live on your phone. You have a chance to get bullied by other people, all this stuff. And listen, I'm sensitive to the fact we don't want to continue to pound this. You know how we stand. You know how we feel. Our passion kind of lures us into talking about this on every podcast. And I, I'm, I'm aware you guys can get weary of hearing it. Yeah, I just want so to, am I, so am I. I want to point out one thing, um, which Matt Finkus tweeted yesterday. Chris called it to my attention. And it's just indicative of this point, and then we'll move on to some sports things. 
I used to work in a town called Troy, Ohio. Troy's, right. o- Troy's over by Dayton, okay? Troy, Troy is not Columbus. Troy is a county seat of a rural Ohio county, Miami county. But it's a nice little town. I, I worked there. I loved, you working, loved there. working there. Yeah. It's a great place to live and all this. And they have affluent people and they have, you know, less, dis- they have disadvantaged people there. From the Troy Fire Department in 2020, so far this year, there's been a 267% increase in suicide calls. 267%. Now, that's not exclusive to high school kids and all. It's just indicative of what this ongoing lockdown, shutdown, cowering in fear mindset does. In 2019, they had, it looks to me, five calls. They're well over 20 this year. Yeah. So far this year. So far. You know, we're just just past the halfway point of the year. This year. Halfway point of this year. That mindset, I think, applies to all geographic locations. And that's why why Chris and I are passionate about confronting, being cautious, but but you got to... We're social animals. We need that socialization. We need that reinforcement. Kids need that structure. They need that discipline. They need that camaraderie and all those things. So being... This is a good lesson for leaders in the and you're doing leadership training, and I would say this to the leadership training, if I were you, and I don't know if you guys have an open forum where you discuss ideas. Yeah, we do. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. One thing I've learned about leadership and throughout this whole process, Bruce, is this. It is very difficult for a leader to stand up and say, we've got to open up. I understand. We all have to understand whether you're a teacher, a student, a coach, a player, a worker, not a worker, and we can do it smart and responsibly. We have to open up and realize that we have to take the responsibility that there will be a spread of COVID or everybody knows that. But nobody's afraid or everybody seems to be afraid to stand up and make that decision. Mm -hmm. They want to pass it down the line and and have other people make that the, yeah decision. they don't want to go out on a limb they want other people to follow them just like the big 10 made the decision to cancel and they were just dearly hoping every league would follow them well the pac-12 did because they've always been of linked to the big did. 10 and they're you know west coast a little bit more liberally minded than maybe some parts of the country certainly more so than the south where the sec's like no we're playing acc no we're playing big 12 so far we're playing so we'll see where that hey, goes uh, go bearcats go quince speaking of college football yes uh you yesterday I said uh, who's all, who's with me? UC Bearcats were all in on our one Ohio D one team and Luke chance Fickle, to win the national Buckeye, title. Got to support the yeah. Buckeye coach. So yeah. somebody or, came out. I don't know if that was a real T shirt or not. A black T shirt with uh, Buckeye State printing on the front says Buckeye State, and the words UC and Buckeye are highlighted in uh, Bearcat red. Did you retweet that? I did. I love that. I I love that. I got, that got a lot of retweets. A lot of Buckeye fans are on so, board with that. Shouldn't yeah. be surprised. I mean, everybody supported Joe Burrow at LSU. Yeah. Uh, They're no. all about Luke Fickle. Because, uh, I mean, he's our only option. No, and Youngstown State. Youngstown, but as a D1. Oh, oh D1, yeah. yeah. This, Youngstown State, of course, FBS. And uh, I'm going to try to support those uh, groups. Now, they may very well not end up playing, but at least... They're doing everything you can. You must. This is that was what yeah. was so disappointing. I think why we saw Ryan Day, yeah, so disappointed. Man, and he just seems to be get cut off the, at the knees every time he makes a statement. But his tenure has been like one. Could Ryan Day ever have like a conventional right run up to a being a head coach at Ohio State? I mean, it's just crazy right. the stuff this guy's had to go through. But to to shut it all down because first of all. 
you're at the point for all the players where it doesn't matter if you shut it down in August or you shut it down in September. It doesn't matter. You act you you know you just you, you've taken away these guys' opportunity. That's just how it has to be. Yeah. I know I know nobody wants this. That's a caveat to this. Yeah, of Every, course. Everybody gets that. But the question that I have and had is one and we'll get into this because it it, it inspired me uh, uh, actually a um somebody out of Pennsylvania inspired me to make a quote and take a stand. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know if you've Maybe I can play it over my phone into my microphone. We could try it. Well, I know that the all all I know about Pennsylvania is that the uh, governor or the health department say kids shouldn't be playing in the Pennsylvania. It's like it would be like in Ohio if the governor said you can't play high school sports, and the Ohio High School Athletic Association said, "Oh yeah, we are. We're playing." The Pennsylvania interscholastic sports group is like, "Forget you. We're playing." Yeah. Can I can I play this? Yeah, quote? sure. Try it. Try it. Wait. Okay, we'll try it again. It is coming through. I hear it fine. Okay. I hope people can hear it. When I hear things like it's not worth the risk. First of all, uh, as a coach, I've been I have had the opportunity to watch this football team at, at Bedford prepare for this year. And we told them, you know, if you wear your mask, you social distance at meetings, you know, split your time in the weight room. They've done all those things. We said if you follow these protocols, you will have the opportunity to play. To now come back to them and say you've done everything right, but you know what? We we still don't have the the will to let that happen. And I think back to those words, it's not worth the risk. We know most of us up here have either played or been a part of athletics. We understand that there's inherent risk to what we do. That's why there's an ambulance that sits out by the football fields on Friday night. We know that there is risk, but always that risk benefit reward ratio has always been left up to the families to determine is this worth the physical risk? Well, I don't see any difference in that now. And quite frankly, the governor has himself said when he was out in a protest in the streets of Harrisburg, he said when asked, did you follow your own protocols? He goes, no, I didn't because I felt the cause was worth the risk. Okay, there you go. We cannot just allow one person in Pennsylvania to to discern for everyone which causes are worth the risk and which are not. That decision needs to be left up to parents and it needs to be left up to families. Is it worth the risk? I believe that in my case it is. Maybe some other people don't. But at the end of the day, if we're going to leave that decision only up to one person, then we have a problem that's far greater than COVID-19. Okay. So that's a Pennsylvania high school coach. He's saying essentially what you said. He's also on the state legislator. What I've said. Okay, great. Fantastic. I mean, that's that's our view. That was the view yesterday when I was writing a story for PressProsMagazine.com about, hey, kids, you're going to get to play. You're going to get to start anyway. You're going to get to start playing. And the head coach at Coldwater, Chip Otten, who's won multiple state championships, said, "Look, there's risk in everything, and we know it. And the people here, and they're one of the they're one of the red counties. Watch out! Woo! They have 238 cases in Mercer County, according to the governor. Um, he's like, yeah, the people here understand risk, and they want their kids to play. They all still understand the benefit. They want their kids to play. So good. We're fan- we're happy about OHSAA. We're not happy about Big Ten. Ryan Day has an idea." for Big Ten football. Here's an idea. Order from Hemisphere Coffee Roasters because they're becoming like a regular, uh, you know, getting a regular starring role in our Twitter mentions with all the people who order from Hemisphere Coffee Roasters and say, hey, it's fantastic coffee. We love that. Uh, Brock, 
this morning, tweeted about it. Uh, James Laurinaitis liked the tweet, so maybe James Laurinaitis is a customer at Hemisphere Coffee Roasters. If he loves good coffee, he certainly will be. Order, use the promo code WETACKLE in all caps. Get yourself 15% off Mr. Spielman's go-to coffee. Now, the lovely Carrie Spielman's go-to coffee. Yeah, had it had it ready for this morning. Macy Spielman's go-to coffee, flavored coffee, powered powered powering the BG women's basketball program. Uh, is, yeah, Mace back, is Mace back today? Yes, yesterday. Yes, and I I think it's important for me to point this out because this will tie into my message. But mm-hmm. yeah, I was so happy to see her go yesterday, to see a young kid and send her out to school, understanding the risk as a parent, evaluating the risk of sending not only Macy to Bowling Green. But two stepdaughters that I love very, mm-hmm. very much. The other direction mm-hmm. to Ohio, so U. you, yeah. And well, I evaluated is, the risk, and it was well worth the risk for me. Well, Mace has worked hard, really hard. So it's a lot of other other kids. Yeah, but that, I mean, yeah. and, and it's just a personal, really hard to become a D one athlete. She oh yeah, earned a scholarship, and then her first year, stuff happens, ACL tear. She rehabs like a champ, full go, then. One kid tests positive, asymptomatic. Right. Everybody shuts down. The kid who <laughs> tested gets to go back sooner than the other kids, yeah. which is how crazy this is. But now she's back, and, you know, I want to get her she on the podcast. She moved into a dorm. Great. She wanted to come. I should have brought her. Wanted she to- wanted to come and see the podcast. And I, here's You want to know the advice I gave her Yeah. yesterday? I said, Mace, I don't know anything, but I do know this. There's a very good chance. I don't know, but... The, there's a chance you won't play this year. There, we have to take that into consideration. Honest, yeah. I'm not, and I know what that would be devastating to you. It would be hard, right? I get that. And she said, I'll be really sad. I said, I get that. But here's the thing that you must do your whole life. No matter what's in front of you, you keep running. You keep training. Nothing changes because when it does come back and it will come back at some point in time you will have the opportunity i sit here as your father who loves you very very much and has always loved you enough to be honest and respect you enough to give you the truth there are absolutely zero guarantees that you will not tear your knee again Mm -hmm. there are absolutely zero guarantees that you won't get COVID. but i am telling you right now that if you want to give yourself the best chance to succeed, then you will only push harder when everybody else won't. When disappointment is set in, when losing sets in, you will push harder because that gives you the best chance of success without zero guarantee. That's yeah. what I told her. And I said, now get out of here and stop coming back, you stray cat. Every time I, I, I look down the driveway, you're there banging on my door wanting more food. Well, Stay away. Have, she's got to get more coffee. Uh, <laughs> HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com uh, is the place you order. Use the promo code WETACKLELIFE. Friday's the day that we draw our four winners for COVID-19 relief, another $1,000 for Mr. Spielman and his sponsors. To uh, those who have been touched by COVID-19, you can nominate someone, SpielmanHooleyPodcast at gmail.com, SpielmanHooleyPodcast at gmail.com. Spiels is uh, pulling... Randomly. Danell Calero. Danell Calero. Uh, Rick Law is going to be a winner. Uh, Cody Pogarik is a winner. And Jeff 
Christiana, it looks like. We got a couple August nominees, a March nominee, and a June nominee. So we'll keep you all in there. Until you win, you'll be hearing from me today via email, and Carrie will take care of getting you paid quickly. And we appreciate the nominations. And uh, keep nominating. Keep nominating. We had about 10 more nominations come in yesterday. Oh, great. That's phenomenal. That's great. I was going to say we need to start pumping them more nominations. We had about 10 come in yesterday. Uh, Ryan Day is working hard to keep his team together and to make it better. Uh, His January 1st idea for the start of a spring college football season would include an eight-game season regular season concluding by the end of February playoffs into March. Uh, He says that he wants the incoming early enrollee freshman to be able to play in that season and play in the fall of 2021 and have that count as one year of eligibility. I like that idea, but he needs that because he's going to have a bunch of guys not playing. He thinks if he can get it to January 1 and the NFL and Albert Breer, a Buckeye, big Buckeye fan, also of uh, the MMQB.com, mm-hmm. Albert Breer says the NFL is prepared to move its draft back, its combine back, Ryan wants to get the games played in January and February, so if they'd move the combine back maybe to April, it'd give the players a couple weeks off after the championship game, then move the combine, move the draft, yeah. and guys like Justin Fields, Sean Wade, on and on and on, would perhaps not have played their final down for the Buckeyes. Well, hopefully, uh, but where do they expect to play in January and February? Uh, domes in Big Ten country so, is what I hear. Detroit, Minneapolis... Where else? Indianapolis. I heard Syracuse. I don't know why Syracuse would give us the carrier. Uh, Maybe Rutgers. Would. Yeah, and Rutgers is not all that. I guess it's semi close to Syracuse. Well, I mean, I'm just you, money. I, I they, mean, they need the money in Syracuse. I just, I, I do think it's you know because of the situation. I do think that's feasible, and and I just don't know how successful it would be. And it, it's a little bit. I don't, let me ask you this. Is, is mm-hmm. condescending the right word when we talk about the heart issue that everybody was concerned about where the Big Ten or Ohio State's heart guy actually said we were prepared to handle all this? I don't know quite what where you're going with that, so I can't say I, I, I guess is right Isn't word. it condescending to play? You don't know this because you didn't play it at a high level. I'm not saying that. No, no, it's fine, it's fine. Matt Finkus did. I, uh, I'd say it would be very difficult to play – Two football seasons in one calendar. Not even one year. It would be January to August in eight months. Yeah. Uh, It's very difficult uh, taxing-wise. So 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 the health thing can't be used as as an issue to me. Well, the health, I mean, you know, if you're going to cancel the season because of health risks, then it tells me you're prioritizing health risk over everything else, which, you know, in an ideal world, you do. They, if there was a genuine (laughs) risk. Yeah, if there was a genuine risk, Which, uh, 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 there is a ge- there is a genuine risk because it that, happens. That, that, if the statistical risk, yes, thank you. is problematic. You correct that for me, and that's what I meant to say. Yeah. thank you. I didn't I didn't mean to be. I didn't. I don't want to downplay heart issues. But no, their doctors are all over that. Right, but yeah, let's let's refer to that. Kurt Daniels, Doctor Kurt Daniels of uh, Ohio State, is a sports cardiology expert. He was the doctor who appeared on Governor DeWine's press conference yesterday. And uh, I was texting uh, with my doctor friend, who we will not identify, uh, about 
Mr. Daniels' contribution to the press conference. And my doctor friend said this felt to him like Governor DeWine was setting the stage for, well, if the Big Ten can't play because of a fear of myocarditis, then right. this is why high schools aren't going to be able to play. In fact, Mr. Uh, Governor DeWine followed you know, within 10 minutes with the, with the good news that they are going to play. But back to Dr. Daniels. Dr. Daniels said, and it has been reported that the Big Ten, the tipping point for the Big Ten people, everybody wanted to know, well, gee, you released a schedule on Wednesday, you canceled the season on Tuesday. What changed? And the answer to that, as clear as we can get an answer, is this looming threat of myocarditis, which is an inflammation of the heart muscle that can affect heart function, can affect heart function. So Governor DeWine brought Dr. Daniels on yesterday to talk about that. And Dr. Daniels said they have discovered myocarditis in some of the athletes at Ohio State who've tested positive. He said... They've known about myocarditis as a result of viruses for decades. Okay, so myocarditis is not a new occurrence solely related to COVID-19. Anytime you get a virus, it can attack your heart. It just can. Why it does some and others, nobody knows, but it does some. The effects can be minimal. The effects can be long-lasting, and we can't know why. He said they have found, through their studies, he said they did a detailed study, they found myocarditis in about 20% of hospitalized COVID patients. Okay, so what's the percentage of people who test positive who are hospitalized? I don't know, but it's small. He said among athletes, the test rate, this makes sense because they're in better shape, 10 to 13%. 10 to 13%. So, again, myocarditis, is it, does it exist? Yes. Is it permanent? They don't know because yeah. it's only been a few months. But it's out there. He did not seem to – he did not paint a gloomy picture of it. Right, oh, he wasn't my freaked goodness. out about it. You send your kid to play football, he gets myocarditis, that's it for him. Right. Now, I have a friend. I worked with him in Cleveland. He, ha- he got it in high school, and he's had it his whole life, and it has limited him. So, yeah, that does happen. Sure. And we don't mean to minimize that. but Sure, there's risk involved. But, you know, Dino's the only guy I know, and of all the kids who play high school sports, Dino's the only guy I know who still has to watch it because of myocarditis. Well, I think the other thing, too, is since they're more aware of it, uh, the kids that do get COVID, they're going to get their heart checked. And the, you know what the benefit of that is? In fact, the Minnesota Vikings saved a young man's life right. named by Cameron Smith. Did I talk to the story yeah. already? Yeah. Because he had COVID, they did a hard thing on him, and they found a, an unrelated problem, and they're going in to fix the unrelated problem that possibly could have uh, uh, killed him. So we're looking at it like, uh, what you know, you're you're going to have a more, more emphasis or more eyes on the heart. So you might <laughs> uh, not find myocarditis, but you might find another problem that could be worse. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's beneficial. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the well, it, it underscores the point you and I have made, and and firmly believe. Some people don't, but we firmly believe the players in the course of playing football in the Big Ten will be tested, monitored, treated, watched so closely <laughs> that I believe this is the safest time. This is the time when any underlying medical condition, let me say it this way. This is the time that any underlying medical condition has the greatest chance of being discovered 
because of their vigilance with COVID. I really think that 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 doctor coming out and talking about myocarditis, I think that put Governor DeWine over the top. Whatever did it, I'm all for it. I think that was it. I don't know. I could be wrong. But it, in in regardless of all that, so I was inspired. Can I go into this now, or you got other? Um, let me do a couple things. Yeah, I want to tell. Ahead. I want to tell you a story okay. about a play by play man uh, analyst, part of the Maslin Tiger Radio Network, who has myocarditis. I think it's myocarditis, and a cool prayer story. Another cool story. My friends at AUI Info talked to Steve this week. about how great it is in North Dakota and all that, but they can't wait to get back to Ohio and get plugged back in at AUI so that they can help small businesses in the state of Ohio. If you have a small business in the state of Ohio, Steve, Chrissy, Julie, and the great staff at AUI Info understand all the challenges you have because they're a small business themselves. They're specialists in lining you up with health insurance that will benefit you drawing the best employees to your business because, I mean, at a time like this, everybody wants a place that provides health insurance for their employees, but you have... Not only that worry, but you have compliance issues with the state regulations, and you've got questions about people who may not be healthy enough to return to work. If you need to separate, how do you do it? Uh, How do you attract new employees? All that. Those are HR issues. Hire your own HR person. Most small businesses cannot foot that cost, but AUI Info can handle those questions too. So when you partner with AUI, you get education, you get guidance, you get a support system that every small business needs. So Check out their free consultation, auiinfo.com, auiinfo.com. So I'm talking to my friend who is the gentleman. I've talked to you before about Heritage Christian School in Maslin. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, a school that, um, you know, is right there in the inner city and uh, has a lot of kids that they just love on and do a great job for. Okay, so my friend is, is, uh, I believe he's the director of the school. So he, in January, had a heart issue. Um, recovered after surgery, but didn't recover to the point that his doctors were happy enough with his recovery. He said his heart was functioning at 22% capacity. Wow. 22%. So um, his pastor called him, and his doctor said, you're going to have to have another surgery. 22% is not going to cut it. Got to have another surgery. He didn't have, a pe- he didn't have a peace with that. His pastor called and said, what can I do for you? He said, well, pray to give me wisdom on what to do, have the surgery or not. I really don't want to have the surgery, whatever. So he said 45 minutes. Now, it doesn't always work like this, folks, but sometimes it does. 45 minutes after he asked his pastor to pray for him, he got a text on his phone from a number he didn't recognize recommending he hire a certain teacher at Heritage Christian School. It was a recommendation for a teacher. He didn't recognize the number. So he called the number. And he said, I, who is this? And it was a heart surgeon from the Cleveland Clinic. Now, he knew the heart surgeon, and he had reached out to the heart surgeon when he was... And the surgeon goes, well, 22% is not going to cut it. You're going to have to have the surgery. What medications are you on? My friend told him. And he said, well, uh, have you tried this drug? Talk to your doctor about this drug. It's a drug that he saw advertised on TV, but, you know, 
he trusted his doctor. So he goes to his doctor and he says, uh, hey, uh, what do you think of this drug? He says, well, you've had problems with the drugs you're on, so you might as well try it. He tries it and he feels great. So it's his that's his function now. Uh, he hasn't been tested yet, but he said, when I go back in, I know I'm going to test better. I can just tell from how I feel. He says, I think I'm going to test above the level I need to avoid the surgery. Great. So that's a cool prayer story. It's an and amazing that's, prayer story. It's, an, it's just one of those stories that, you know, look, I mean, there, there are a lot of bad Christian movies out there that uh, make it look too easy. Yeah. Uh, you know, like you go in, you got a big problem, you go in a closet, you pray, boom, problem solved. That is not typically how it works, but sometimes it does work like that. And right. for those of us who are, um, you know, really uh, strongly understand the depth of a relationship with Jesus and our avenue to God through our relationship with Christ, um, people enjoy hearing those real-life stories where God is faithful. So that's the story I wanted to share with you because, you know, this guy's a great. masculine that's- guy. And he said to me, he goes, I'd really like to reach out to, is it Cam- Harrison Smith with the Vikings? Yeah. He said, I'd love to reach out and tell him, you know, encourage him. because So maybe we can make that happen. I, I, don't, know. I don't know. Okay. That's great news. Yeah. I... Uh- Oh, man, that's inspiring. Now, I, I do want to crack on the media for a bit. Which, Go ahead. Okay, so I'm really appreciative that you're here today because you don't have to be here today because you had the opportunity to go on CNN this morning. Right? Yeah, I did. Uh, for wh- and, uh, and you've made your media rounds this week that... For various started reasons. ...started with, what, uh, an interview on... WSYX, ABC Six on your side. No, is that where Channel the? Four. Is that where the? Okay. Uh, somehow the New York. You got on the New York Times radar. Oh, I get, I, I I think that was because of. Uh, yeah, I don't know how I got on New York Times. Okay. I, I think I've I've done a few interviews with the New York Times before, sports interviews. Okay, so you got uh, maybe it's a coincidence. The New York Times reaches out to you in the aftermath of Big Ten football canceling. And you did an interview with the guy over the phone, right? Yes, I did. Okay. And the story ran, I take it? it ran, yes. Is that the story that I'm tweeting about this morning? About What's uh, the headline? Uh, let me find it here. <laughs> um, it is a story that the uh, insinuation oh. of the story is that um, President Trump is going to pay a heavy price in Ohio voting because there's no Ohio State football. Yeah. Here's the New York Times story. Ohio State football is canceled. Will Trump take the hit? Uh, the tweet from the New York Times. Like the closings of schools, bars, restaurants, and churches, the loss of college football, the rivalries, tailgating, blah, 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 feels for many Americans as if another piece of the fabric of civic life is being torn away from them. Yes, yeah, true. But their premise is that Trump yeah. will you know, suffer for this. Which I just have said before, as a as a former journalist, because you can't be a current journalist because journalism doesn't exist anymore. Real journalism, the kind of journalism I was trained to uh, do. This is so disingenuous because of the two parties, the president's party is the one that wants to get back to life. Of the two <laughs> candidates, yes, the president is not the one sequestered in the basement. The president is not the one advocating for the shutdown of college football. CNN picked up the story, and some CNN journalist this morning, I tweeted at him, and I've coined a new term. Would you What's like that? my new term? Yes. You're not a journalist anymore. You're a journal liarist. Yeah. A journal liarist. 
because just inside the past week, Donald Trump went on a morning, a national morning radio show. Outkick with Clay Outkick Travis. Outkick with Clay Travis and advocated passionately for college football throughout the country. Yeah. CNN ran his quotes on CNN. They didn't attribute them to Clay Travis. Is that a, is that a journalistic no-no to use other quotes? No, no, it's fine if you attribute them. No, I mean, if you don't attribute them, that's... No, it's that, not. That's like that's uh, almost unethical. Unethical. Right? So they don't like they don't Clay Travis ethics. because Clay Travis makes fun of them and points out their hypocrisy right. on his OutKick site all the time. And so... They've ran. They've run the quotes from Trump. They haven't credited Clay Travis. And then today they come back with this story like, oh, yeah, you know, this is really going to hurt Donald Trump. Well, I mean, I can't account for, you know, why people vote one way or the other. Maybe with some people they will blame Donald Trump, but I don't think that's a fair representation of his stance on college football because he's been all right. about opening back up and has taken numerous hits for it. I say that not to, like, try to sneak in a political point, the larger point is I am continually amazed at the complete lack of transparency, ba trans of balance and fairness and authenticity in the mainstream media. And I'll say it too, Fox does it to slant it toward the right. Mm -hmm. It's just the whole thing stinks. You have to you have to really work at being a consumer of the news to get a balanced view. So I was quoted in that story. Uh, I sat there, and, and the guy was a very nice guy and said he was doing a story about being canceled in Ohio State football. And, or, you know, he was kind of trying to lead me in a direction that, I mean, I've been interviewed enough in my life where I know where. Yeah. Because I said, I kept answering before I would start every answer. I said, I said well, I maybe kind of look at it like this. My only quote in the story, and I talked to him for maybe 20 minutes, 15 minutes, mm -hmm. was that Democrats are disappointed that Ohio State isn't playing and Republicans are disappointed. But the whole story wasn't about politics until the last question mm -hmm. was, well, politically, what do you think? And that's when I gave him the quote. But I didn't know, you know, the fans in Ohio, not, mm -hmm. not Republican or Democrat, just the basic feeling of Ohio State. How do you feel? But it was all about the political slant, and I never knew it was going to be a story about politics. I probably would have done it anyway, but I mm -hmm. didn't I, I didn't know. Now, you, I asked you that question. You said he is not ethically responsible to tell me it's about politics. No. He's not, he doesn't, okay. I mean, I would always say I'm working on a story on whatever. In this case, I would have said I'm work, working on a story about Ohio State football and the cancellation, the right. political ramifications. He I did. would have said the political okay. ramifications because that's the story. But he didn't, he didn't say that. So the first quote is from some guy who's anti-Trump. The second quote is from Paul Feinbaum. It's hard to find anybody who's more anti-Trump than yeah. Feinbaum. And then the third quote is actually Trump's quote about, I want college football all over the country. So why do you go through the rigmarole of writing like 10 inches of copy about the impact on Trump before you run Trump's quote? It's just, it's a hit piece. And there are a lot of hit pieces on the right and on the left. Yeah, Lou Holtz quoted in that Lou story. Holtz is quoted. Anthony Gonzalez is quoted. Yeah, so. I, I, I get it. I mean, the story's fair. The headline is just ridiculous. Yeah, the headline is ridiculous. What's the headline again? Ohio State football is canceled. Will Trump take the hit? 
I mean, yeah, it's it's not as bad as some other headlines. But I don't think on the grand list the other day, just gauging public opinion. I don't think Trump was in the top couple people that were no. being blamed for the cancellation of Big Ten football. And Reed, he, well, he was with some people because they blame yeah. him for everything. And Reed did a good job. I mean, he asked me the questions, and and you know, fortunately that. Uh, I, I just, I just wish he would have said, "Hey, I'm doing a story about politically." I just, that's all I ask. He didn't have to. I didn't have to agree to do the interview, and I thought Reed did a, a good job because I do think both sides are are represented within that article. And I'm, I think I give a very neutral quote because that's how I you feel. Did. Yeah, you did. I mean, you said, um, "Find it here." But I, I, so I was Chris Spielman, an All American linebacker at Ohio State, now a TV analyst for Fox. Said fandom in Ohio cuts across party lines. There are people on both sides of it. There are Democrats who want football, and there are Republicans saying we better shut it down even more. Yeah, so it does. There are yeah. some Republicans that want, don't want football. Yeah. I've talked to them. Absolutely. So I, yeah, and he, I, Reed is, I would, you know, I would do it again with, I would do something with Reed. I would just ask that, okay, are we going to be, he's a political writer. I should have looked up. He is he, a political writer, yeah. I, I just didn't know that, and that that's as much my responsibility as anything, but I would I was quoted accurately and fairly. So okay, very good. All right. So uh, before we get into the faith portion of the podcast, let's remember our friends at Will Spangler Starling. They are the attorney firm for you, no matter what your legal issue is: workers' compensation, personal injury, wills, estate planning, you name it. They can do it. They are uh, really nice people. That's the one thing you want somebody you can trust, because you know every profession, as we've talked about with police, with journalists, with all professions. There are people who are honorable. There are people who are less than honorable. Will Spangler Starling, I will guarantee you, you're going to get integrity and character, great advice, great expertise, compassion, and all the things you want when you have a situation that is problematic and weighing on you from a legal perspective. So please remember the name, Willis Spangler Starling. Willis Spangler Starling. Easy to remember their website, willisattorneys.com. Willisattorneys.com. And anytime you want to... um, have an interest in or a thought about contacting one of our sponsors. If you can't remember who it is, email us uh, or uh, just tweet at We Tackle, and we'll respond to your tweet and steer you in the right direction. But I cannot say enough that Willis Spangler Starling is the law firm that I would unequivocally recommend and have recommended to numerous friends, no matter what their legal matter is. So remember it, Willis Spangler Starling, willisattorneys.com. So when a Big Ten canceled, uh, this is all part of the face segment, so that we're going to take a little extra time here, so... When the Big Ten canceled, I saw the disappointment in the kids. I saw the disappointment in the parents. Mm-hmm. What disappointed me most, and what besides the congressman or the state legislator from football coach from Pennsylvania, inspired me a little bit about choice, where the parents and the kids did not have a chance to make a choice, and they didn't. They I don't think they were given all the information of why it was canceled, <laughs> especially since uh, they had a schedule and a plan to move forward. Apparently, according to 11 Warriors in the interview of the cardiologist that you talked about, they had a plan to move forward mm-hmm. with dealing with any potential heart issues. So I said, well, you know what? On Twitter, I have not really taken much of a stand because I just, I didn't. I was getting away from Twitter, but I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to maybe tweet my perspective out since people were calling and trying to get my opinion. Mm-hmm. So the first tweet I put out was this, and you wouldn't believe the positive and the negative uh, response to this tweet. But this was just one one tweet. Now, I got a whole... Do I have time to go through some yes, of Yes. Okay. That's why I said. Promise to people we do mean tweets. Uh, well, and, and good tweets, too. But here was, my, here was the tweet that uh, started everything. So 
When I played, I had no, IT, uh, no idea of the risk of CTE. Today, I know the risk of CTE and football. I would choose to play knowing then what I know now without hesitation. So if you knew about CTE then, you would have played anyway. Yeah. Right or wrong, right or wrong, at least I had the freedom to choose. Mm-hmm. Mike says, I get what you're saying, and that may work with the collective buy-in, these, those putting themselves at risk, but it's a lot of pressure to put on the shoulders of college kids. And that's not bad. And I said, I understand where you're coming from. I believe they know about the average 12 deaths deaths a year related to football, potential paralysis, long-term joint damage, possible brain damage. I just want them to have the freedom as a man, woman, or family to evaluate the risk and make their own choice. Another guy, I respectfully disagree. I don't want to diminish the seriousness of CTE and the impact it has, but it is nowhere near transmissible as COVID. Uh, I said, good point. Football players can get COVID without playing football, just like everyone else. Here's one. I love you. One of my all-time favorite players. Great. Thank you. That doesn't sound very mean. No, evaluating risk and making decisions. They'll get mean. Don't worry. Making decisions is absolutely right. However, imagine if you could take CTE home with you, cause damage to your family. Okay. And then I I put this tweet up. Thank you. And this is where I I had my moment, my God talking to me moment. Mm -hmm. God said to me, Chris, you're going to be used on social media one way or another. What I want you to do is promote civility. Mm -hmm. Remember, I've been promoting... We need to learn to talk talk to each other, to each other instead of over, over each, each other. other. Yeah, I started saying this. I tweeted this. Thank you for all the civil conversation. It's certainly a complex situation, but I love how we we are talking to and not over each other. Which was that's where we were going. Mm-hmm. But here's where then things started getting nasty, and we're having civil conversations. Some people agree with me, some people don't. This was always also a chance for me. To evangelize a little bit. Yes, absolutely. That's what I use it for. I put a last, ob- I go, another observation. We all value our physical health. That's not up for debate. Debate. I strongly encourage you to value your spiritual health at least the same, preferably more. The great thing is you have the freedom to choose. Hashtag civility. Here. Let me uh, read one here yeah, from go ahead. Rich. Rich says, this is not a mean one. Uh, Rich says, you both say things that I disagree with, but I can't understand the vitriol directed at you two. Really sorry there are people out there like that. Best wishes to you both. And I just responded to him. I said, look, we know it comes with the territory. There's a verse that I hold on to at times where sometimes the social media responses get to me, and it's Galatians 1.10, and the verse says, if I were still trying to please men, I would not be serving Jesus Christ. You're going to, if you live biblically, and if you have a biblical perspective on life, you are going to offend people. Jesus was a very controversial figure. Uh, there are many things in the gospel that offend people. Doesn't mean they're not true, because they are true, but uh, still, they offend, and right. that's okay. We are called to stand for truth and to suffer the consequences of standing for truth. Yeah. So appreciate that sentiment, but um, we're okay with it. We understand yeah. there are consequences to our faith, and we're willing to shoulder those consequences. Uh, continuing, what makes you feel dumber when people point out that CTE isn't contagious or when people ask why you capitalize the word choose? Most of them are, you know, they just, just disagree. But I quote, did you notice that I quoted you on Twitter? No. What'd you I say? said, I have a friend who says the Christian faith is not a la carte. <laughs> exactly. That was, man, that was such a wise thing that you said. I'll, here you go. I hope your grandmother gets it. 
Mm. I hope your daughter gets it. So my response was, grandmothers have passed. I'm 54, so they're in their hundreds. Daughter already had it. I do not hope the same for you. So I, I just put this up. Look, for those of you that, that want me to get COVID, we had it. So your wish basically comes true. Congratulations. Then I said, we handled it respectfully and responsibly. And now we choose to live as opposed to just existing. And you want to talk about, you would thought I would have said, go kill yourself, everybody. But basically, one guy said that my, my response to living and existing is encouraging and promoting the deaths of thousands. By just saying, choose to live, not just exist. It's promoting the death of thousands. Another one from, a, uh, what about all the teachers at Jones in high school, the staff? Are they expendable? I'm guessing you were very good to your, they were very good to you. Now you seem not to care about them at all. You are shameful. Teachers are expendable. And then I had to give her facts. I said, 66% of the Upper Arlington teachers on a survey, 66% wanted two days in school, three days out of school. Then you know what she comes back with. She gets mad because I said, so I know I don't think they're expendable. Then you know what she said? What? Well, I didn't see that or I didn't hear your interview. <laughs> uh, using said words to broadcast 56 to his 56,000 followers to live their lives promotes an idea that will cost thousands of more people their loved ones. Thousands. And my response to him was, I reject the notion that me promoting living life will kill thousands. I want you to be on the lookout for being drawn into something that could impact your position at Fox. I know you're trying really hard, and I think you're doing an exemplary job. I just don't want you to get a phone call from headquarters about anything. Like what? I don't uh, think anything you've done is even okay. close to oh, the I know. line. I'm very aware. I don't. Yeah. But, I but here's my that. thing is that what you and I perceive not close to the line, somebody else may perceive over the line. Like, for instance, I never would have thought that you saying male and female on the air would have encouraged the kind of feedback from people that apparently came in. So I'm just yeah. going to continue to pray for you in that regard here's a guy could i this is my last one okay you're tone deaf about racial injustices but cares about lies when only when it affects your political side so i don't know where that comes from but uh, so i you want to know my response yeah uh volunteer coach at a racially diverse middle school i'm an investor in a startup minority-owned business in minnesota fundraising for all races genders and religions worldwide but hey you didn't know that that's okay peace to you brother that's very well done. The whole point of reading that and sharing that and sharing my responses, I could not have responded like that if God wouldn't have spoken to me. I was telling my wife, Carrie, this the other day, mm -hmm. or yesterday. I said, look, Carrie, I really, really think that God has spoken to me and, and told me to start to respond civilly, to get inspire people, hopefully, just one person even, to start talking civilly, whether you disagree or don't disagree with them, just you can have civil discourse. It's fine. You know, just because I don't take your position or you don't like mine, I'm going to try to respond civilly. Even if it's one-sided, it is still my duty to respond civilly. And, and when I did that throughout the whole experience of the past two days, a lot of times, not all the time, a lot of times the people would come back 
than with a civil disagreement mm, as right. opposed that I'm going to kill well, people. Yeah, biblical principle. A and, gentle and, word turns away wrath. kind word turns away the, wrath. The point is, if God wouldn't have spoken to me or inspired me, whatever you want to call it, whatever that God moment is that you folks have mm-hmm. in your life, whatever you want to call it, I would have went off on some of these people. Mm-hmm. you know. But I, the Chris would want to do that. But, but the Holy Spirit-inspired Chris does not want to do that. I just want to make a point, and 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 for teachers, I don't I don't want any teacher to get COVID. I also don't want any student to be stuck behind a computer screen or those IEP students that are need the one-on-one individual t. I don't want them <coughs> to fall further into despair. I think there's compromise, and uh, people think I'm suing up Arlington. I'm not suing anybody. I was asked my opinion about a lawsuit. <laughs> and I gave my opinion about a lawsuit on what I think should happen. Right. And what 66% of the teachers thought should happen. I thought I was promoting yeah. teachers because you know me as well as anybody in this world. My father was a teacher and a coach and an administrator his whole entire life. My father was part of uh, a strike as a teacher. And I understood what we went through. And and what and I saw this, and this is very personal. Wow. This is very personal. He didn't know that I saw this, and I'll never forget it. And this is why I'm so inspired by my father. There's like anything. There's things he did to let me down. There's things that he did that inspired me. I never felt so much pain for my dad, even when he was dying. Dying. When my uncle, who was doing decent at the time, came to our house but didn't come in. And I thought, that's weird. Mm-hmm. This is really weird. And my dad goes out to the driveway and meets him. So being a curious, I think I was 10, uh, somewhere in, around there, still in elementary school, because mm-hmm. I remember it to this day. And I look at my uncle handing my dad money. And I get a little emotional about this because I know my dad. And the look of shame and guilt on my dad when he came in the house and didn't say a word to me. Uh, that, that crushed me. But I know that when my dad was on strike, he would go do whatever he had to do. He'd work four or five jobs. That's inspired me. Mm-hmm. So for anybody to think that I don't care about teachers, once again, they don't know. Like the guy that Where's my voice on racial justice? My voice is in my actions. And if, if it does not meet to your standard, there's nothing I can do for you. Yeah, My voice is in my actions. And if you want to promote racial justice, then take money, invest in a minority-owned business. If you want to promote racial justice, then get your asses out there and fundraise yeah. for groups that need it. So don't tell me that I don't care about teachers. Don't tell me that I don't care about racial injustice because my words are done with my actions. So unless you know that, it would behoove you and it would be spiritually wise of you if you're, if you're interested and if I deem uh, the question 
where, yes, you need to know this. I'll answer it. If I think it's none of your business, I'll tell you it's none of your business. Instead of accusing me of being racist, anti-teacher, look at my history. Look what, and I'm not doing this to self-promote myself or anything like that, but you don't know that I watched my dad hang his head in shame because he was on strike for the teacher's union. So don't tell me what you think you know. You don't know that my family took in uh, African-American kids that were living in YMCA's and they lived in our house. You don't know. Don't tell me that you think you know me or that you think that I don't stand up for racial justice. I've stood up for racial justice my whole life. Yeah, I can By example and by action and not by taking a knee. That's well said. And um, just as your friend, I'm sorry that that persecution's come your way. I know you have I'd, big. But, I know you have big shoulders, and you can handle it. It just hurts me to see other people try to hurt you. And um, I just want to thank you for sharing deeply well, from your heart. I think if we're going to have a legitimate podcast, I got to tell you where where I I struggle, you know, because. And but I got to tell you that the only why you can handle this is not because of Chris Spielman. It's because of 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 accessing. Excuse me. This is an important part of, of, of being spiritual. All of you and you, Mr. Hooley, all of us have the power to access the Holy Spirit to take on any persecutions that come your way, no matter how big or how small. All of us have that power. All you have to do is access and open your eyes and allow it. Allow it. That's what I told Mace again before in my stepgirls. Allow God to work in your life. Allow it. Just allow it. It's that simple. Yeah. I can't add it be more to that other than just a scripture that comes to mind, which is, um, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The people who respond with the, the ways that, you know, they do, I think they lack peace in their life. Uh, we have a peace in our life that is not of our own doing. It's a peace that passes understanding, and it's kind of weird because you have to have it to understand it. <laughs> Uh, because as Chris said, the Holy Spirit allows it, and the, and the First Corinthians one says, you know, if you don't, or I think it's First Corinthians two, if you don't have the Spirit, you won't get it. But we we want that for all of you. We have had it at certain times of our life, not had it at others. Certainly, know when you have it, the peace is there, and when you don't, you struggle. So that would be our fondest hope for all of you. That's the purpose of our podcast. We appreciate the time that you uh, spend with us. And um, I just well, thank you, my friend, for thank uh, you those powerful you words. You too, today. man. So have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you again on Monday.